Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Dylan Rager muffed it where he should have called fair catch and the Vikings held on to it. That's so freaking unacceptable. That's unbelievable he just did that. Let's pause. 412 to go in the third quarter. 24-21 Giants. Vikings ball on the KFA and Minnesota Vikings Radio Network. Not driven by Jalen Rager, driven by Polaris. Well, Paul Allen on Vikings Radio. Not a fan of uh, Jalen Rager there. Sounded like the call from the Eagles lost to Tampa last year. <laughs> Did it? You just put that right there when he muffed that uh, that punt. Oh, I don't, I don't even remember. Oh, come on. Point. Turn the game around. Gannon's defense oh, had him in it. Oh, that's like... right. That's right. <laughs> Happy yeah. Monday. Yeah, yeah Jalen right. Rager certainly, like if, like, if there's signature plays just from what I've seen watching the games, it's he's not finishing routes and, yeah. and balls are being intercepted or he's yep. making the same boneheaded mistakes that he made when he was here. I mean, so. you really wonder if in, if in two years he's even going to be in the league. He has one year left on his contract. Uh, I would guess the Vikings won't bring him back next year. He might get picked up for a, a training camp. Sure. You know, and he might even make the out, team, but, but then it's like, yeah, this guy's the worst. Get yeah, him out of here. Yeah, I mean, I think it's safe to say that draft pick didn't work out. Safe to say you are correct. Yeah, well, it's not like what, the guy that went right behind him ended up doing anything in the league anyway. So. Good point. Who now, was drafted behind him, Jack? I haven't oh, heard I don't know before. if you've heard this before. Uh, uh, Justin Jefferson was. Oh, really? I, well, I know. Shocking. Know Same amount of playoff wins. There it is. Yeah. <laughs> Justin Jefferson also on the team that lost yesterday. All How right. about that fourth down play where they uh, they checked it down on, like, fourth and eight to end the game? Yeah, like, why would you want to throw it? How do you not target? I know that they, I'm sure they had Justin Jefferson doubled there, but how do you not get him in a place yeah, and but, put him in the slot or something where it's harder but, to double? But, Elliot, if you remember the Bills game where he literally, I, I don't think I've ever seen a wide receiver climb the ladder like oh, I saw insane. him to make that yeah. one catch. Yeah. yeah, just throw the ball Just up. throw it to him, yeah. Yeah. It's better than throwing it short of the sticks. I, I mean, anything's better than that, but, yeah, yeah, it's just like if he's triple teamed. I like Justin Jefferson over whatever else they could possibly do. 100%. Now, keep in mind, that Vikings team we're making fun of is the team that the Giants beat that you're now afraid of. So I'm I, I'm I'm I, I'm not afraid of the Giants. I'm afraid of the circumstances, and I'm afraid of how the Eagles are playing right now. And and saying like I'm afraid of them, I just don't like the way this feels. Yeah, I, I don't like the way this feels for the Eagles. I don't like the way this feels with the kind of kind of like the, the matchup. And when I say that, what I mean is that the Giants are coming down here. Like, mad, realizing no one's giving them a chance, and with really nothing to lose. And they're going to have that type of style when they play, where they have a nothing-to-lose style. Like, are we so sure the Eagles are going to play a loose game and a confident game and all these other things? Well, I don't know about a loose game. I mean, because, you know, the Giants, as you mentioned, are coming in here with, you know, nothing to lose in a way. Obviously, it's a playoff game, so they have their season to lose. But in the way that they are heavy underdogs, they're not expected to win. Their season's already a success. I mean, if the Eagles lose on Saturday, you know, it's a hard conversation to have about this team on Monday in terms of the fallout from that loss, Holy what God. it means, you know, for, for a lot of different parts uh, of the team. The Giants don't, don't have that on their shoulder. So I actually do think on Saturday a, a fast start is critically important. Um, 
you know. Then you get the crowd loud. Yeah, get the because and... if they fall yeah. behind seven nothing or, or ten to three or something like that, it could get pretty tense in there. Both you know the fans uh, and the players and as the well. coaching and the coaching and yeah. the play calling. Hundred um, percent. So I think a quick start is, is, is critical. You have to get out there. Show that Jalen's okay and remind everybody why, why you're seven-point favorites, why you're the number one seed uh, in the NFC. Now, as much as I love to defend my boy Gannon, one thing his defense is not good at is the beginning of games, right? right. I mean, they, they do allow long drives on first possession, so that would be a concern early on. The defense has to make sure those first two or three possessions for the Giants don't, don't allow the Giants to stay in the game. We're live with Chickies and Pete's in South Philadelphia this Friday night. Chickies in South Philly, the Bud Light Eagles pep rally wins tickets to the game. Meet a current player more. That's uh, this Friday night, Chickies and Pete's in South Philadelphia. All right, before we go back to the phones, uh, super wild card weekend. Yes. Elliott Shore Parks. And um, I, I, just a couple of takeaways. The, the Jags going down 27 to nothing and then coming back to win 31 to 30. And Doug Peterson making a couple of key decisions there in the fourth quarter. That helped kind of elevate them. Um, the, the play where he called a timeout on fourth and one, came back with a different formation, had three backs behind Trevor Lawrence, looked like they were going to try to just push him for the yeah. first down. He ends up handing it off to ETN, who goes on the outside. A brilliant, really, call. Um, and I was happy for Doug. That game was awesome. Doug's a great head coach. Uh, you know, to do what he did in his first year in Jacksonville, I think it's actually good that he took a year off, landed in a great spot, which sounds crazy to say about Jacksonville, but just in terms of a team with a young quarterback, a ton of resources in terms of cap space, you know, draft picks, all those things, uh, and he's turned him into a winner right away. And I really thought that game showed the importance of coaching because the Chargers have a more talented roster than the Jaguars do. Justin Herbert should be a better quarterback than Trevor Lawrence's. Uh, they have better talent on defense. They arguably still have better talent on offense, even with Mike Williams out. But Brandon Staley deserves to be fired. He is a bad head coach. And Doug showed that, you know, the, the guy on the sideline can make a difference in the game because I thought, you know, you mentioned the fourth down play. But even just the fact that his team didn't quit down 17 to nothing and or 27 to nothing. Didn't freak out. That yep. they, they made some adjustments. They were much better in the second half. Stayed in. I mean, worked the, the clock perfectly at the end to get right down the three seconds so that, you know, it was basically over when, when the kick went up. Um, yeah, I mean, Doug's a great coach. I think with the Eagles here at the end, it was time to move on. Uh, I think after winning the Super For Bowl. For everybody. Yeah, changed a lot of things. Yeah. Um, but he wasn't the problem here, you know, the way uh, a certain quarterback was. I think that's pretty clear. Um, but, I mean, let's be honest. I think 75% of the people look at it as an epic, epic collapse rather than – because it was a great comeback, but also Brandon yeah, Staley. Yeah, I think in Philly it's, a, it, it's viewed as a positive Doug thing, but I agree all, you know, across the country it's viewed as how in the world did the Chargers blow that. Five turnovers for the the, uh, the Jags. It's not like the, the Chargers turned the ball over a bunch in the second half, and that's how right. they blew the lead. They had no turnovers. Well, and they were all in the first half, if I'm not mistaken, too, right? Um, the, the I, I, know the, I know the four interceptions were definitely in the, yeah. in the, in the first half. Now, they're, the, fumble. the Jags are a bit of an exception to the rule because they were able to win the game. But if you look at the games that were close, right, the, uh, the Bengals game, um, the Dolphins game, like turnovers decided those games in yeah. a lot of ways. And – That'll be obviously key for the Eagles on Saturday night because when you're the better team, one way to lose is to turn the ball over. So, you know, you, 
the Eagles have been smart with the ball mostly this season. Their defense has been good at forcing turnovers. The Giants take care of the ball too, though. I think they have the second or third fewest giveaways in the NFL this year. So mm. the Eagles offense is going to have to be really careful with the ball. Jack, we need to start monitoring Doug's press conferences to see if we can get any uh, additional drop drops for the, the – um, Right. Were you surprised they won the game? I think you actually said Doug was going to outcoach him on Friday. I don't remember. Well, I, I, I think the, the whole show, by the way, I mean, tough weekend for our picks. Um, <laughs> listen, I, I'm not surprised that he outcoached, you know, freaking Brandon Staley. But, you know, blowing a 20, what was it, 27 nothing 27 at one point? 27 lead, it's, yes. it's, it's atrocious, uh, especially with a guy like Justin Herbert on the, on the other side of the field. Like, that's insane. Um, also, the, like, four picks by Trevor Lawrence was not surprising. I still don't, like, I don't know. Trevor, Trevor Lawrence in big games is still. Yeah, but two of those picks were kind of fluky. Well, but for its worth, he was bad against Tennessee, too. He was not good, and that's why I thought that's why I picked against the Jags, because he wasn't good. He lost his last two big games in college as well, right? He lost to Burrow, and I think he, he, he lost hasn't lost the game on Saturday. He hasn't. He's never lost the game on Saturday because in high school they play on Fridays, and in college he lost a Monday and a Friday. Oh, good game. point, yeah. So he's never lost the game on Saturday, and they, they play Saturday, they play Saturday this, week. this week. Yeah, that's right. In Kansas City, Doug versus Andy. Lock it up. Um, and by the way, uh, Dick of the Kicker. They screwed the Chargers. I, I, was, I was thinking about you when he was doing that. It, it actually made me happy. 14-play drive. They had to settle for a field goal, but he missed a 40-yard. Yeah, and not don't a they, long one. Don't the Eagles still have a photo of Dicker the kicker in their uh, in their, in the NovaCare? In the practice bubble, Sirianni puts they? up, you know, whoever wins, offensive player of the week, defensive player of the week. Well, he won special teams player of the week when he was here. So he's and still out up there. there. And out there. Yeah, and out there, yeah. For, for kicking, like, two field goals, for two yeah. easy field goals. Well, nothing happens in, around the league in special teams. No. I know everybody thinks Eagles special teams are the only unit not making any plays every week. Nothing, you know, it takes so little to win special teams player of the, of the week, and that's because nothing's happening around the league. But people want to blame uh, Staley after the missed field goal, Jacksonville touchdown, punt by the Chargers, and then a field goal. Yeah. To win it. There you go. Yeah. I mean, it was Brandon Staley should be fired. You have to get a new head coach there, an offensive Man, head coach. Man, he can't survive that. No. no way. Even if you hired a, like an offensive coordinator to come in, you got to get a new coach. I mean, anything's better than Brandon Staley at this point. And it, look, it's a, it's a super attractive job destination. Justin Herbert, I mean, you know, obviously a great, great place to live. So I would think they could get any head coach they want if they do move on from him. Uh, all right, one more game, then we'll, we'll go back to the phones. Um, well, I mean, the 49ers, that was I, – I, I had this, the Seahawks, so I do feel like halfway right about my pick. Mm -hmm. so I thought it was going to be a closer game. Then they were in the lead at, at the half. And then, like, we talked about coaching matters. Adjustments were made. Yeah. The Seahawks scored a late touchdown, and that was pretty much it. And the Niners rolled them in the second half. Yeah, I, I didn't think early on Brock Purdy looked good. I thought he missed some easy throws. I mean, they, look, the Seahawks scored 17 points in the first half. So, you know, that's I, I, you know, if the Eagles' defense did that against anybody, people would be, be livid. So keep in mind that's what D'Amico Ryan's defense did. But they did shut it down in the second half and, and pulled away. But I think if you're the Niners, you don't feel super confident about that, that initial game because it was shaky on early on. And Brock Purdy is really what it comes down to. The Niners clearly have talent. Their defense is really good. You saw what Debo can do. You saw how good Christian McCaffrey is. It just comes down to if Brock Purdy is going to get it done. And I, I, didn't think he was, uh, he didn't, I didn't think he inspired a lot of confidence in his performance. Eh? I thought he looked good. Early on, I thought he missed a ton well, of throws. I mean, first half, he, he had some jitters. You could tell. Yeah. He wasn't great. Second he was half. better in the second half. I'd agree yeah, with that. He had 332 passing yards and four total touchdowns. Yeah. You know, that's a, 
I don't know. It's, it's pretty I, good I game. Just, it is a pretty good game. I'll give you that. I just I didn't come away from that thinking the Niners looked as good as everyone else did. All right. Well, apparently Vegas uh, would disagree with that as they are now the uh, now the favorites, at least according to BetMGM. Uh, the Niners are to to win the Super Bowl are now plus four hundred. The Eagles are plus five hundred. What do you think of that? Um, I I I mean I feel the same way. Yeah, uh, you think yeah. the Niners are the best team? Yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah. Uh, what I'm surprised about with that is they know the Eagles are at home, so they really think the Niners are better because the Eagles have already. I mean, the Niners have advanced there too, but. The Eagles are already, you know, haven't played a game. They only have to win two. And the Niners are going to have to come to Philadelphia, in theory, to get there if the Eagles don't lose. Well, and the so, Niners need to beat the Bucks or the, the Cowboys. Which is a much tougher and, and, opponent. And there's no guarantee that that's right. going to happen as well. Yeah, I, I'm surprised by that. Does this mean the Eagles can pull out the underdog masks? They should. Yeah, they're going to be heavy favorites. I mean, they are heavy favorites in this game. So, so what's that? what is that before we go back to the phones? What's the line if the – let's say the Cowboys have a, have a nice win and the Eagles have a, a nice win against the Giants. What's the line in that game? You mean if the Niners have Niners Eagles Niners here. Eagles here? They both have similar. They both have similar, similar wins. Similar I, I think it depends how Jalen. Well, I think it, yeah. I, I don't think it's Eagles more than one three. Yeah. I think it depends on how Jalen looks. If Jalen looks good and they win, that then I think the Eagles will be favorites. But if you know Jalen doesn't look great, but they still win because the Giants are bad or whatever, then I think you might see them. It, the, the closing line will be interesting because the open line, I think the Eagles will be favorites. The question is, does it close? Small, small favorite, and then where does the money go? Yeah, exactly. But uh. I think, and I, look, I think that's what it should be, roughly. I mean, one or two points, you know, maybe three if you really want to be generous. But, um, yeah, I, I think the Eagles will probably be favorites. All right, we'll talk about some of, the, some, some of the other games coming up here. But let's get to OG Wade. OG Wade, how are you, buddy? What's up? What's up, fellas? How are we doing today? OG up, Wade, OG? you sound good. Hey. I, 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 re- I, re- I can't wait for Ike to come back so I can get uh, Chris from Tinsalkin to call him a dumbass for taking days off. <laughs> <laughs> Ike's earned his days off. Now I'm awake! Yeah, he normally hey, takes Martin Luther King Day off. So. Yeah. Hey, listen, man. Um, I think everybody needs to calm down, pump the brakes, because here's what the fact is. We haven't really seen the Eagles team play in a while. Okay? We see, mm-hmm. Although we've seen them that, that against the Giants, couple of uh, days ago, whatever. You, that wasn't, you know, that was a Manila offense. We weren't really showing nothing and doing nothing. With all that in perspective, I, am, I, I, I do respect the Giants, but I think from looking at the game, Minnesota's defense didn't do anything to try to deter the Giants from getting the yards that they got and the points that they got. We have to keep in mind that the Minnesota Vikings defense has been historically bad, bad all yeah. year. Yep. So let's not overreact to the Giants' output of offense. What Daniel Jones is doing is what we complained about Jalen doing yeah. last year, one read and taking off. Yeah. So if, the, if, if Jonathan Gannon cannot sit and watch that game and, 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 and basically just take Kaiser White, allow him to spy Daniel Jones, you're, and keep your lane integrity on your rush, there's no way you don't you struggle to def, to defend this offense that the Giants is running. Now that being said, I believe that the Duke is going to come out and establish himself. I mean, like I, I've never ever had any doubts about him. My doubts has always been the counterparts. Can everybody else take their game up to the next level or to the same level as they have been playing? So I'm not concerned about that. I'm I'm okay with everything you know for right now now i'm not you know i think we're gonna 
we're going to put up 34 points. Now, if the Giants can put up 34, more than 34, Man. then, you know, so be it. But I, I, I know they're we're not putting, putting up, up 34. They're not putting up more than 34. The Giants? If the, Eagles, if the Eagles score in the 30s, they will win. I think 27 right. wins it for the Eagles. Yeah, I would agree. Um, should, yeah. No, I wouldn't agree to that. Oh. So you, you think the why? Giants could get in the 30s? No, I think that they can get to 28. You see I don't saying? know, man. They've only I, gotten above 24 three times all year. I mean, this is just not a team, to your point, that I, I don't think – this is not a team that should put up 28 points on the Eagles. Point blank period. What you I, think – because the reason why I say that, Elliot, is this. The way that the Giants are playing now, they look more expired. And I'm, I'm telling you something. The receivers that they got, these guys are making catches. Yeah, so yeah. I, w- I wouldn't put it, you know, and the way that we we play defense in terms of our defensive calls, allowing everything to happen in front and react to that, I don't trust that in the playoffs. Isn't, isn't, that, that, what the, that, isn't that what the Giants really do is they want to dump everything underneath? Like, aren't the Eagles yes. kind of, unless they change what they do, aren't they kind of playing into the Giants' offense's it, hand? My point, that's why I say I give them 28 points. Yeah, okay. but here, here's because, my thing real, real quick, and you bring this up, a few people have. I think the Giants winning this game because they're, you know, more fired up than the Eagles, is it, that's unacceptable from this coaching staff. And really, to Jalen and the, the, the captains on the team, you can't let the Giants come in here and win because they're, you know, playing more loose or whatever. This Eagles team should be able to match the intensity of the Giants. Well, I'm not, I, don't, I don't think I said anything about that intensity part. I said that the fact that when you, when, you know, when you have your offense rolling and when you're doing things and – the matchup in terms of the defensive scheme that we play is basically tailor-made to what they do on offense. It's like they don't want to go downfield. So what you're, trying to, right. what you're taking away, you're not taking away now from that's not where they want to go anyway. They want to go underneath, and that's what we want to do is give underneath. That's yeah, a problem. I, well, I don't know about that, though, because the Giants playing that All way right, this wait. year has not resulted in a lot of points. I see, I see what he's saying. But Daniel Jones, he's been better this year at taking care of the ball, no question about it. But when you have to go 12, you know, 13 or 11 plays to score, they just don't have the talent to do that consistently. So I actually think if you're the Giants, you hope a team blitzes you and you can, you know, break one free for 40 or 50 yards because it's so hard for them to move the ball, uh, you know, otherwise. Just because they don't really – Saquon's the only big playmaker they have. And Daniel Jones can, can move a little bit, but – they don't have explosive receivers. Daniel Jones does make, still make you know, bad mistakes at times. So I'm okay with the Eagles saying to the Giants, you know what, if you want to go 11, 12 plays, I'll count on you making a mistake or a penalty. Again, they're the fifth uh, most penalized team in the league this year. So they get behind the sticks. They put themselves into bad situations. Uh, so the more plays the Giants offense runs, you know, obviously within, you know, not to an extreme, but the more plays they run, I'm okay with that because they don't have the talent to make plays consistently. Uh, a brief second on the Bills game against the Dolphins yesterday. I was shocked that that was a game yeah. deep into the fourth quarter. And, and I'll say this. I'm, I'm a huge Josh Allen fan. I have, I have Somebody gave me a Josh Allen jersey. I was not wearing it yesterday. I remember a certain drop that we've heard on this. I took Josh while. Allen over yeah. Wentz when it was very unpopular to say yes. that. Uh, and he, he makes too many mistakes. He does. He makes a lot of mistakes. He, f- he fumbles the ball a lot, too. I mean, he puts the ball in, in danger a lot. They're going to lose if he keeps playing like that. The Bills are an interesting team because I think that at their best, they might have the highest ceiling in the NFL. The Eagles are right there with them if the Eagles p- play their best. But they have a lot of talent on defense, a lot of talent on offense, and they've both proven they can play at a high level. They're just so inconsistent, and I think 
it's because of what you said. Josh Allen is reckless with the ball. He can make a ton of throws. He can make some throws, you know, only Mahomes can make in, in the rest of the league. But, man, he puts the ball in harm's way. When he runs it, he's incredibly reckless. The hits he takes, I don't think he's great at protecting the ball. You know, you saw yesterday at times he's running and he's got the ball kind of swinging Waving out. Around, yeah, man. almost like, you know, like Shady used to do, right, just leaving it all, all out there. So, yeah, I mean, I think the Bills are great, and they won the game. But they do live on the edge way more than some of the other uh, great teams in the league. And then the, the Bengals game last night, I mean, <laughs> when when – when the Ravens are, are – how much time was left in the – like 10 minutes in the fourth? Something like they, that, yeah. They're about to go in for, for a touchdown at the two-yard line, and I'm thinking, they're going to lose. The Bengals are going to lose, and then what a turn of events. It they, was like a 50-point swing probability-wise. Unbelievable. Yeah, and it's funny with that play. I always wonder why don't quarterbacks just – or running backs just reach it out, right? Just jump and reach. I've always actually felt I could do that. Well, but, Trevor Lawrence did it. Yeah, uh, well, well Trevor Lawrence conversion. is six six. Right, right, right. Um, but I mean, he did. Not only did it not work, he wasn't even close. Like he got no. absolutely stuffed. And it was weird watching it because you know you're all right, they're about to score, and you see that someone scored a touchdown, and you're like, oh, I can't believe that was the Bengals. Like to go that whole way was ridiculous off of that fumble. Unbelievable. I, so I mean, the two top teams in the AFC, obviously the Chiefs had a had a bye this week. Yeah, looked shaky. Didn't look great. Easily could have lost the game. Yeah, and. <laughs> I, I just wonder what they now, and now they're playing each other next week in Buffalo, right? In Buffalo, yes. I mean, That's I know we've awesome obviously game. talked about this a ton, but it is it is crazy. Cincinnati's going to Buffalo, you know, considering everything after that everything happened. that happened. Yeah, so that'll be a good game. I think I'll probably pick the Bills, but yeah, neither of them really were uh, played inspired in football. I think it's a four point line, if I remember correctly, Jack. That sounds about right in the game. Yeah, slight nod. Didn't see. Uh, yeah. Slight nod. Oh, I was I was very. I was. Lo- I've been looking for the Eagles line since uh, since the game. Yeah, you've, been a, you've been a big lines guy. You tweet yeah, out bet MGM odds. I mean, <laughs> well, look at you. You can. I mean, you would think that I would. I could make some picks, but yeah. I, I was zero and five this weekend. Well, uh, so was Ike. I know. I know. What'd you go, Jack? <laughs> Two and three. Mm, Not a that. good weekend. Well, one of us have, has the eye. Who do you have tonight? Uh, I took the Cowboys. Yeah, I, I took the Cowboys. I, think the Cowboys I feel like I kind of want to change the pick, but whatever. Well, you can. No, no, that's all right. Four and a half point bills are, are the favorite. Four and a half? Yeah. I wonder. I think it did open at four, if I'm not mistaken. So it got bet up a bet little up bit. a little bit, yeah. I think that makes sense. It'll be interesting to see if the Eagles-Giants line gets bet down within a touchdown. Um, like where the sharp money comes in at the end. Because it's already being bet down a little bit. And that makes sense. The public saw the Giants win yesterday. The Eagles haven't played in a while. No, and, and it feels like, and I think that the national media, this will be what they act like this week, that, like, all oh, the Eagles are going to lose. Right. Like, the Eagles will be the team that is talked about among the shows, the debate shows, as a team that, that could lose, one of the favorites that could lose. Yeah, people will, you know, the Giants coming off that win. But, but the sharp money will be interesting. I think they will probably get bet up within 24 hours of the game. All right, we'll see. We're live at Chickens and Pizza at South Philly. Tonight at 6 o'clock, immediately following us, I'll stick around with Howard Eskin for the Brandon Grant Show. Followed by the Players' Lounge with Elliot tonight. Mm. Elliot, you're manning the show with Ruben I Frank? Am. Yes, me and Rube. Yeah. You're driving the show? I know. Good luck. Good Elliot, Ruben, yeah. Frank, and, um, and in the lounge tonight with you? Hassan Reddick. That's awesome. Be a good one. Yeah. He's good. I, I He's always, really good. Yeah, yeah, I enjoy having uh, Really I, good player, too. I enjoy the ride home when Hassan's in the Players' Lounge. All right, coming up, in case you missed it, this was a really interesting development last night for the Sixers. Are we seeing a glimpse into the future? Is it time to buy into James Harden? Don't miss that. I'm high. A little bit, little bit of that coming in. Got a nice weekend for the 76ers out west. Really good. Some games. Yeah. All right, that's coming up next. More Eagle stuff as well. Marks and Reese on 94 WIP. Hey, listen, start your new year off right. 
by finally losing that weight. Schedule your consultation with NJ Diet today. Their scientific approach will ensure that you lose that fat quickly and safely. NJ Diet uses your hair and saliva samples along with their bioenergetic scans to personalize natural solutions and supplements that balance your hormones where the side effect is weight loss. You will shed a contractually guaranteed 20 to 40 plus pounds in only 40 days. Then NJ Diet uses DNA testing to help you keep it off. NJ Diet's all natural. No shots, no hormones, no surgery, and no prepackaged foods. And uh, full supervision is provided every step of the way. You even get the doctor's personal email and phone number. They have locations throughout the East Coast or from anywhere with live online video consultations. Lose 20 to 40 plus pounds in only 40 days guaranteed. Call 855-5NJ-DIET. That's 855-5NJ-DIET. Or schedule your consult today at NJDiet.com. That's NJDiet.com. Lose the weight for good. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. One, two, three, four, five, six, Sixers. One, two, three, four, five, six, Sixers. <laughs> We're back. Marks and Reese, uh, Elliot in for Ike today, live at Chickies in South Philadelphia. This segment sponsored by Comcast Business Complete Connectivity. Uh, as the Sixers had a good weekend, I didn't, I'm not having a, I, I, I have a bum right shoulder, Elliot, and I'm trying to itch around here, and I can't reach it because I don't have the. I don't have the. Are range you asking of me to, to scratch your back? No, but is it, that basically where you're going. With no, this? because yeah. I, no, I, I, our engineer KJ, I think, was looking at me, so I was trying to scratch it. Yeah, you're now trying on like <laughs> on the chair. Like it looks like a bear trying to do it on a tree so or something like that. So it's like I was trying to scratch it on the chair, and I saw people looking at me like, "What's he doing?" So I'm trying to scratch my my upper shoulder. I thought maybe this had a tie into the Sixers, but I'm not thinking it does not. No, yeah. but I, I saw some people looking at me. Wondering and, what was going was, uh, on. Yes, I'm, yeah. I'm okay. I'm okay yeah. over here. Well, I'm glad, I'm glad you took care of it. Well, anyway, Elliot, I mean, I know a lot. Uh, probably still flying under the radar of the 76ers because of the Eagles being yeah. in the playoffs, et cetera. But the Sixers, I, I in particular, I saw um, – I was, I was watching the Jazz game on Saturday night, and that was a hell of a game. It came down to it was back and forth right up until pretty much the last second of the game. Yeah. Great win by the Sixers. Sixers are rolling right now. I mean, when they traded for James Harden last year, this was the team I was hoping to see. And it took a while, for sure. And the playoffs were disappointing last year. 
But I would also tell anyone listening or any Sixers fan that's really frustrated by the playoffs last year and really, you know, past few years, I was there as well. I went into this season saying doesn't matter what they do until the postseason. Uh, Harden has to prove it. He's cooked, all these things. And watching them more and more now, man, they are exactly the team you want to see in terms of what they can be with James Harden. James Harden Saturday night, and for those who missed it, it's understandable. The game, you know, started at whatever, 9 o'clock, yeah. uh, which for me, you know, old head is, feels. Yeah, I didn't see last night's game. Midnight, yeah. But he had 18 points in the fourth quarter. He's been really good from three this year. Uh, last night, him and Embiid once again combined for, I think, over 55 points. Uh, they've been incredibly clutch as of late. And what Harden has given them, which is what they've needed so badly since they've gotten Embiid, is a legit number two option. Embiid is still the best player on the team. Come playoff time, it will come down to Embiid. But the problem this team has had is when Embiid has not been at his best or he's been injured or he's wearing you know, a mask or whatever, they've had nobody else to go to. And that's where Harden came up small last year. But this year, when they've needed somebody, Harden has stepped up big time. He looks healthier. He's shooting it better. Uh, I mean, you know, he's not in the MVP consideration, but, man, he, he might be one of the best 10 or 11 players in the league this year. So if you've been someone like me early on that wasn't watching because of frustration, I would suggest you start, you know, watching the games because, man, they, they have been really, really fun to watch. Yeah, it's um, it, the All-Star game, the voting is heating up, right? Like James Harden, a lot like Ben Simmons now, has been looking great before the All-Star game. Don't worry, once the playoffs start, we'll see the old James Harden, Elliot. You know, I used to be there too, but yeah. when you watch the way he's playing right now, it just looks different than it does last year. He looks quicker. He's shooting it better. He's far more aggressive as a scorer. Last year what really frustrated me was he was looking so much to pass it. You know, like, like Sixers traded for this guy to score, not to, to, right. to be Ben Simmons, right? But, yeah, you're right. It comes down to the postseason, 100%. But the guy that is playing now is the best he's looked in a Sixers uniform. Oh, for sure. And that's no, encouraging is what I'm saying. It's encouraging – to know that now that they have a guard. It's been so long since they've had a guard that they could rely on to score when they needed to score. Ben could never do it. Obviously, Fultz never turned into that. Uh, I mean, Drew, back in the day, wasn't as good as he is now, but he was maybe close to that. They haven't had a guard like Harden, I mean, maybe since Iverson. So just the fact that they have a perimeter score they can count on is such a huge difference heading into the postseason than they've had the last few years. Twitter questions are brought to you by Mark's Jewelers. If you're looking to get engaged, visit the home team. Best selection of diamond engagement rings to fit every budget online, marksyphonjewelers.com. Yeah, it, it's, um, I know you do a, a podcast with Kyle Newbeck. Yes. I, I haven't caught it yet, but I see the videos that, that you put it. out there. Clap your hands, available on all your uh, podcast apps. And you did one this morning? Did one this you morning. You were podcast heavy this morning. I know you well, were Well, I did a, a Go Birds at 7 a.m. I did a Clap Your Hands at uh, 10 o'clock, and now I'm here with you. Look so. at you. What now a you winner. Doing, and you're in the morning show at 7? And I did the morning show. I did the midday show. Yeah. Did so. the midday show, too? Yeah. And yeah. you're doing four hours, and then you're back for the players' nights. This hey, man, is the most Elliot's going to have uh, spoken on the radio ever. Yeah, it's playoff time. I hope the people like Elliot. I was going to say, for better or worse, you know, we'll to check high. the ratings. We'll have to check the ratings after uh, today. Yeah, or, or we maybe – well, let Rod do that. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, yeah, I don't – I mean, I agree with pretty much everything you said. They do – they're rolling right now. James Harden looks great. I, I, unfortunately, Elliot, it's not going to be a lot of fun to be around me and the, with the 76ers, it's hurry up and get to the playoffs. See, but it, I guess it really that, is. that's what I'm trying to say. I was right there with you a month ago. I really was. But 
you know, you watched the game on Saturday night. You said you saw what James Harden looked yeah, like. Yeah, looked great. It looks different. It just looks different. And the other thing that they have going for them is the East is falling off a little bit. I mean, Boston's still really good, but Giannis is hurt. Milwaukee's not played yeah, as good early. recently. The Cavs are completely unproven. They, they've looked good, but they're completely unproven. I mean, the Sixers have, you know, it's taken a lot of playoff failure to get there, but they have a nice mixture of, first of all, they probably have the best duo in the NBA right now. There might not be a, a team with two better players than how Embiid and Harden are playing right now, but they also are playoff tested, which is something not a lot of teams in the East can say that are, that are near the top. Yeah, they've been in the playoffs, that's for sure. They, yeah, they haven't done great there, they but have they've, uh, they've been there. All right, so Maxi comes off the bench. Uh, Jack, what was your, your thoughts on Maxi coming off the bench? I mean, honestly, as a show, and it was uh, Ike's been, been very loud in this, that Maxi on this team should be coming off yeah. the bench, not starting. Your thoughts him coming off the bench? Well, I'm glad. I mean, I think it makes everything – it kind of puts everything in the right kind of pieces. Like, it's a piece of the puzzle that I think makes the Sixers that much better. Now, maybe at the, at the end of games or end of halves, yeah. he'll be back out there, you know, as a part of the starting five. But I think, like, just letting him kind of cook on the second team, it kind of fits everything else in, in, into place here. And it was interesting. I guess he texted Doc with the idea, which, which I don't know how I should feel about that with yeah, Doc yeah. Rivers. Um, you know, the fact that he didn't thought of this before. Um, but, yeah, I think, well, at least it's interesting and something that maybe could jumpstart the second unit and make them even more potent. So my issue with benching Maxi is that as I well, – he wasn't benched. Well, he was starting and now he's not. Because he's coming, he's coming off the bench because it makes <laughs> more sense. He wasn't benched because Tra he sucks. Traditionally what we call starters who are now benched is – I mean that is now coming off the bench is benched. Here's why, he, why Maxi's moving to the bench, right? Because uh, DeAnthony Melton has played better in his spot than Maxi has in, in that role, right? When, when Melton's been on the court – with Tucker, their plus minus and you know all those advanced stats are way better than when they're in there with Maxi, right? Maxi, I think right now in his career, is can be a really good scorer in bunches. He's a really good three point shooter, but he's a terrible defender. He's not a great uh, play creator in terms of you know being a point guard, right? And he's undersized. So when you look at the starting five. I think Melton has been better with them because Melton is a better defender. He's bigger. He's just as good it's of a more shooter consistent. in a lot of ways. Yeah. Now the issue. So there's a plus and a there's a you know positive and negative to this. The the negative is you can't tell me it's a good thing to have Maxi, who's probably like a top three most important player in your franchise, coming off the bench. You just can't. Like, you know, the Sixers didn't go into this year thinking the plan will be will be better with Maxi on the bench. But if he's playing the same amount of minutes, what does it matter? Because it matters. Let's just be no, real. It, it matters. It matters in the NBA who starts. And I look, he'll be on the court when they finish. I think. But ultimately, this isn't like rotating defensive ends. This isn't, you know, the the. It's I guess it's maybe yeah, close why? to a pitching rotation. But why? Why does it matter so much? Because Maxi, in a, first of all, this offseason is eligible for a max contract, right? He had like Maxi's not going to be a bench player his whole career. Sooner or later, okay. they got they have to figure out how to play with Maxi as a starter. And the other part of this is, if you are going to give him a max contract, it would feel a lot better doing that, knowing that the guy you're about to pay thirty-seven million dollars a year to is okay starting. Like, think about this. The Sixers have decided with him that they are better with Maxi coming off the bench. Is, the, is that a player you want to give a max contract to? Jack, your thoughts on this? Yes well, or no? I mean, it doesn't really – I think it makes sense for this year, but where I agree with Elliot is that what are you really learning about the future of the team? Like, like isn't the best version of this team ultimately going to have to be the big three, quote-unquote, of Harden, Maxi, and Embiid well, getting them to the next level? 
when James Harden goes back to Houston after this year, then Maxi will be back in the starting lineup, and it'll fit a lot different. Well, yeah, I don't think Harden's going to go back to Houston. But, but the other right. reason I don't really like this is because it's being made with P.J. Tucker as the priority. P.J. Tucker should not be starting on this team. The issue is you can't bring him off the bench because he gives you literally nothing. At least Maxi off the bench gives you, you know, a boost of energy and scoring and all those things. I just can't get down with the idea that Maxi, who coming into this year, everybody was so excited about, you know, one of the best young players in the league, all these things, is now better off coming off the bench. I just but he wasn't, I can't wrap my But he head wasn't benched. You get benched for... But he's for, benched because he's no longer starting. Like, they've decided their best no. five to begin games does not include him. Pretty much. That, that's what they've decided. He didn't start last night, They've right? decided with their current roster that it makes the most sense to have him coming off the bench right now to see if that gives them spark. It, being benched means that you're being benched because your performance sucks or discipline or whatever. Yeah, and I, I get the negative connotation, but also, let's be honest, when he was out for that long stretch, DeAnthony Melton played really good. well in his role, right? Good. So, yeah. in a certain way, Maxie had his job taken a little bit. Now, I would bench Tucker just because I think that ha starting Melton and Maxie I just think they're better players than Tucker. But the issue is Tucker's been such a disaster, and you're paying him so much money that it's just tough to bench a player of that caliber, you know, that name and that salary at, the, yeah. at this point. But, I mean, it's one of the more interesting things going on with the team because they have to figure out a way to make Maxi a viable player when things matter. All right, let's, go, let's get back to the phones here. 215-592-9494. We're live at Chickies, Marks and Reese. That's Elliott Shore Parks. Let's go to Paul in Woodland who's got something on the Eagles. Paul, how you feeling today, buddy? Yeah, what's going on, Johnny Marks? Paul? Elliot. What up, man? Dak. What's up, man? You know, uh, I'm, I'm sitting here just trying to understand how, how uh, you were worried about the Giants, Johnny Marks. Like, this is really throwing me for a loop. Like, they are literally the worst team in the playoffs. Yep. And, and, and you're scared of them? Like, this tells me that you just don't believe in the team. Like, don't just go to that yep. Like, I've yep. been saying all year. And that's, that's the only thing I could take from this. Like, you, this team, they, okay, they looked good yesterday against the worst defense, pass defense in all of football. Like, I mean, everybody puts up 30 points on the, on the god darn Minnesota. <laughs> and, mm -hmm. and this team, our team is so much more talented than, so, than the Giants. So, I mean, it's not so, Paul, so, so, Paul, just let me stop you. No one, you didn't hear me come on the air and say that the, the Eagles aren't as talented as the Giants or the Giants are overly talented. It's actually the exact opposite, and it's a contrast of styles, right? Like, the Eagles are talented. They have a very talented team. They have a lot of high-priced players aj brown we talked about reddick being here tonight like they have stars on their team uh look at how many pro bowlers they have right like that doesn't mean anything well right whoa, whoa, whoa. that, that doesn't that doesn't that doesn't mean anything in one game and and the issue i have and it's not that i'm scared of the giants it's that it, it, like everybody's coming in here today most people everybody we've talked to including elliot and jack are being like yeah like i'm pumped this is an easy one we got them. Everything the Eagles need right now is right there with the Giants. This is going to be an easy win. No, it's not, dude. This is not going to be an easy win. This is We're going to win be an by easy like win. 14 to 20 points, man. It's going to be an easy win, bro. Mm. Okay. Now, man, this, it, it is what it is, man. You can go home tonight and watch your real team, the Cowboys, because they're obviously not a real Eagles fan. I'm not a real Eagles fan? I don't know, man. I, I listen to you. You definitely ain't a Philly guy, so we need to do that revote all over. Why am I not a Philly guy? I was going to say, I thought he got certified. I got certified. Go ahead and watch your real team, man. <laughs> no, but, no, but, no, but, but, I mean, so just let me, because we had somebody else on here that was like, Marx isn't an Eagle fan. 
All right, like Eagles fans come in every shapes and sizes, and some people overreact, mm-hmm. and you have a lot of Eagles fans that just want me to come on the radio today and be like, all right, we got this, let's go, E-A-G-L-E-S, Eagles. And then it's 202, and then we're, I'm going to say E-A-G-L-E-S, Eagles. Or I can be honest with how I feel about the team yeah. right now, which is like I, I don't feel great about where they are right now. Could they be playing every, anybody this week and I would still have anxiety about the game? Yeah, of course, because this is a lot about where the Eagles are mm-hmm. right now. It's not all about the other team. But as far as the contrast of styles, the Giants are coming down here knowing that no one thinks they're going to win and knowing that when, if they lose the game, it's still a successful season and yeah, they go home loose. and they'll, they'll be loose. fine. And they're going to come down and they're going to try to brawl this out. They're going to try to grind the Eagles down. And based on where the Eagles are right now, like, this isn't a good matchup. But it's, why? It's not why, a good matchup. You, but I just, I'm curious. Like, so they have to play somebody, right? I mean, it's, you know, they're not playing the Chicago Bears this week. So they have to play either Tampa, Dallas, or New York because Seattle got eliminated. So but, I, but I, we can include Seattle. But what would have made those better matchups? My point is only this, the matchup they got is the best they could have hoped for. Uh, At the I, end of the day, considering they had to play one of those four teams, this is the one you would have hoped for. Yeah, I, th- with the Buccaneers, even if they were to, were to beat the, the Cowboys, t- they can't run the ball, right? So that's a lot of Tom Brady. That offense has been horrible all year. So it's not the, the, the Bucks haven't gotten hot recently. Well, that, but that's if crap. you think the Bucks offense has been horrible, the Giants offense has been, I mean, I'll have the points per game in front of me, but pretty much just as bad. Like, those are both terrible offenses. Now, Tom Brady, at least at that point, if you're the Bucks, you say, okay, Tom's not you afraid Tom to Brady. come into Philadelphia. They've had success against the Eagles. I mean, that offense particularly, now it was last year, but that offense has had success against this defense. So, I, I mean, would you have rather played the Bucs? Um, yes. Wow. Okay. I, well, and I think it's close. I do. I think it's close. What you're saying about Tom Brady, most people would say, like, Oh, my God, Tom Brady's coming in here. He's the wild card. Mm. But, I mean, he had a good half against the Panthers. Outside of that, they're dinking and dunking. And but that's the Giants. That's what I'm saying. How you feel about the Bucks' offense is the Giants' offense. Except they with, can run. Except they can run the ball with multiple with Saquon, running backs. Right, yeah. With multiple but, running backs. But, but, well, first of all, the Eagles have been better against the and, and And the quarterback runs the ball well, has good mobility. They don't mind this. I mean, pretty much what, like, I think Wade said this earlier, what we were bitching about what the Eagles did last year with Jalen Hurts is what the Giants are doing this year. They're calling design runs just to try to move the chains. Yeah. So they're going to chew up clock. I mean, like, I know you love style points, Elliot. This isn't a style point team, Giants, and they're not going to do it pretty. But, like, as far as where the Eagles are right now, Having the bye week, everybody thinks that's great. Okay, it's another week they didn't play. It's coming off a week where they needed literally every, everything but two minutes to beat second and third string Giants players, and then Jalen Hurts missed two weeks before that. Mm-hmm. And then he played against the Bears. So I'm supposed to be confident that Jalen Hurts, who really hasn't played a true game in how long? A month? Five weeks? Six I just weeks? think you're, you're holding the Eagles to a different standard than you are the Giants because the Giants went 4-5-1 and one at the end of the season. The Giants won bar- two of their last the three. The Giants barely made the playoffs. Like, the, you know, the Eagles, for what it's worth, you're right, the end of the season did not turn out great, and I was concerned about that. But that's only concerning if you're playing a team that can take advantage of those weaknesses, and the Giants are not set up to take advantage of those weaknesses. Let's talk about Avante Maddox being out, something people have been concerned about. The Giants have terrible wide receivers, right? So they're not going to be able to take advantage of the fact that Avante Maddox is out. Lane Johnson's injury. People are concerned, how is he going to hold up against great edge rushers? The Giants don't have great edge rushers, so that's not a concern in that regard. And then will the offense be rusty with Jalen? What kind of offense will they run? The Giants can barely score. It took playing a historically bad passing defense for them to even get to what they end up with, 27 points. 
So the Eagles, the weaknesses that the Eagles have that you could be concerned about match up perfectly against the thing that the, the things that the Giants struggle right. with. And that's why I think it's the best matchup they could have got. Giants have won two of their last three, Elliot. Okay. But one of them was against the Colts, right? And, they, and, and the game they lost was, the, was when they had second and third stringers against the Eagles starters the whole game. Yeah, but, but we both agree that game means nothing, right? Okay, I, I so they won their last two games? Yeah, then. they won their last two games. So because of that, you think there's a legit chance they'll beat the 14-3 and three Eagles. They've because, won three or four. Who? The, the Giants have won three or four if we throw the Eagles game out. There you go. They're okay. High. All right. Okay, so they're going to win. <laughs> there you go. I mean, again, like the Eagles did not play great at the end of the year. I agree with that. They're still a far better team. You said that for one game, you know, the talent doesn't matter. I actually completely disagree. I think for one game, the talent super matters. The Eagles are going into this game with better players at pretty much every position besides running back. I, I can't think of another position off the top of my head where you would go, the Giants have a better player at that position. You say the same thing for a lot of the games this weekend. And all the favorites won. Right, by the, yeah. and some of them by the hair of their chinny-chin-chin. Chin. Yeah, it was close. I, I mean. You know, even the 2017 team that, you know, we view as maybe the best Eagles team ever don't win that game unless Julio Jones falls down in the end zone. So, I, I, you know, I, I'll put it this way. I think it's more likely they win this game by 14-plus than they actually lose. Could, could, they, could they win it by three points? Sure. I do not think at the end of the day the Giants will win the game. And because of that, I feel confident that the, that the Eagles, you know, it could be ugly. You're right. But ultimately, I would be stunned if they actually lost the game. Let's go to Rios in North Philly. Rios, what up, man? What's going on, Hard Chargers? What's up, Hard Chargers? Look, check it out, man. Y'all kind of little threw me off when y'all started talking about the Sixers, but I get it. <laughs> y'all got to talk about them. But, hey, They're as long as you well, got a sucker. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, look, let me get to these Eagles, man. All right, look, check it out, man. I I, I understand bits and pieces that what Johnny's saying, what you're saying, Elliot. Um, well, with you, Elliot, I can't, I can't take you seriously. You sound like an Eagles superhero now. After a while ago, I remember talking to you, trying to get you to commit, and you wouldn't commit. But, you know, but I get it. Well, I didn't All know right, they were going to play the good. Giants. Say again? I didn't know they were going to play the Giants. Well, look, let me just say this, right? On paper, people talk about the stuff on paper. Paper don't mean nothing. As of right now, the Giants are on the natural high. So what do we got to do? We got to, damn, give them doubt and cool them off early. Mm -hmm. Now, do I agree with you, Elliot, about, like, yeah, the talent, the guys that we have? Like, I feel very confident. I'm very, matter of fact, I'm going to tell you this. I'm very confident in our coaches. I'm confident in them because I know what they're capable of. I just don't trust them. And it'd be a lot of situations. Anytime the Eagles could be down, it could be down by 3-1 or whatever it is. They start coaching another way where you like, oh, my God. Like, they start rushing things or forcing plays and stuff like that. What the coaches need to do is just, just coach to win. Now, we need to get to Daniel Jones early, definitely. But you already know, he's going to run. So we got to be dif disciplined on understanding yep. what he's going to do and run. Also, look, our DBs. Don't need to just be sitting there and giving this guy confidence. Like, look, let's just – we ain't got a blitz all the time. But let's play tight coverage with our cornerbacks, our top two. We're paying them. Let them earn their damn money. Now, also, let our own line hit somebody. Let them get warmed up. Let's get our running game warmed up so we can at least – I feel, the way I feel, when we get our running game warmed up, we do way better. And like you said, Elliot, you put out the point that – the Giants, as a as a defensive running team, that they that they're not good. So let's get that. Let's get our running game together. Work off the passes, and I think everything's going to work 
But I know now that we got to start early and get right in their jaws and make them feel straight like suckers right away. Let's not play no games, Elliot. How do you feel about that, man? No, so Rios, I think your point, and I'm not normally a come out and run the ball guy. I do think coming out and running it on a Saturday night would make some sense. I think it calms things down to a certain extent in terms of making sure the Eagles control the game. And the Giants are terrible against the run. So I think you could be successful uh, that way. So I, I agree with him on that. Now, in terms of blitzing Daniel Jones a ton and letting the corners play man coverage, not super in, fa- in, in favor of that. I do think blitzing, look, it can work, obviously, but it can also be dangerous if you have a, have a quarterback that can run. So my concern with doing that would be it's not really what they've done all year. But uh, in terms of running the ball, yeah, I mean, I, I can get down with the game plan of coming out, uh, trying to control the clock and, you know, move the ball down the field that way. Mm, all right, get down with it. Get down with it. I can get down with that. We're live at Chickies and Pete's. Uh, we're in South Philly. The deck at Chickies and Pete's on the boulevard. Man, it's open. It's heated and closed. Perfect for happy hour. They have, a, a, a like, a little stage area for a live band. Yep. Watching games there uh, is amazing. Chickies and Pete's on the Food boulevard. Food was really good, too, when we were down there. Oh, man, we had such a good time up yeah. there. We, Herb came out with signing That's autographs. All-Star show. OG Wade I still was got there. a little cough. OG Wade, yes, exactly. OG Everyone Wade. So, yeah, we, it was good being up in the Northeast. All right, coming up. So this is going to be this is going to be a fun week because we know that there are a lot of Giants fans, not Philadelphia Cowboys fans. We know there's a lot of Giants fans that are in the area. Mm-hmm. And was the last time they were in the playoffs, the Giants. Been was a couple it 2016? years. 2016. Been a couple years. I think it was a loss to the Packers, wasn't it, in Green Bay? Ah, it sounds about I think right. That might have been it. Well, yeah. they are uh, they're excited. They're eager to play the Eagles, mm. and they hate the Eagles, the Giants. Where do you hear everybody's rea- every Giant fan's reaction in the Delaware Valley? And I'm excited New- to hear this. in New York and wherever else. Uh, We'll play it for you coming up next. Back to your calls as well on the actual game. It is Marks and Reese on 94 WIP. Don't go anywhere. All right, and by the way, help your business thrive and stay connected with the Comcast Business Complete Connectivity Solution. One solution for wherever business takes you. Comcast Business, powering possibilities. Restrictions apply. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.